Welcome to Checks and Balances. I'm Michael Vincent. This is James Blair. And this week we're joined by Matthew Harris, Director of Lighthouse Accounting, to talk interest deductibility and what it means for you. Matt, I've missed you. Hey, good to be back, Jimmy. Good to have you back. Thank you. So today we're talking about interest deductibility. We've hit on it a couple of times in the past, but what we thought we'd do today is talk through some case studies and then also it's kind of that uh, phasing out is starting to hit people. So we thought we'd kind of tackle it today. So Matt, really quick recap because we've tackled it a few times. Interest deductibility, what is it? Yeah, so we have obviously done a brief podcast on this, but to to really summarise what happened... uh, is the government came out of, of left field and pretty much surprised all property investors yep. with uh, the removal of interest deductions. So uh, it's pretty well understood that if you borrow money to derive income, mm. you can claim a deduction for the cost of borrowing that money. Yeah, just like a business, cost comes against the profit, pay less tax. Correct. And property investment, in my mind, is, is, is a business. Uh, it should be treated as such. Mindset's really important. Now in this complex world, uh, where it's harder to get debt, it's harder to buy properties. Yeah. Uh, it, it is a business because it takes a business mindset. So for the government to do this uh, and to basically come in and say, yes, you're in a business, but no, you can't have the cost for uh, deriving accessible yeah. income as a deduction, it was pretty surprising. Yeah, but it makes complete sense, right? Because if you can't build more houses, just tax them more. It's <laughs> how an economy grows. <laughs> yep, that seems to be the approach of yeah. this government with property, that's for sure. They've, they've tried to... Uh, fix what's clearly a supply issue. Uh, by dampening demand. Yeah, yeah, by basically targeting demand mm. through taxation and other measures. Yep. And so the announcement comes out, people are like, this sucks, this is going to hit me. But because it's phased out over a period of time, it's not something where people have had to pay more tax immediately. Yeah. So it's been phased out over a period of time. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And I think, t- to be fair... Uh, a lot of property investors aren't actually feeling the impact and mm. probably haven't considered how much of an impact this is going to have on yeah. their cash flow, their portfolio, and basically the the rate of return over time. Yep. So I think when it comes for Lighthouse clients, like we've been having the conversation for a while, people know what's about to hit them. There's not going to be any surprises. Mm. But for those that um, maybe don't have that relationship with their accountant, you've got a kind of a case study that you're going to talk us through? Yeah, absolutely. Should we rip into it? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, so just to illustrate, so you, you did write our clients, um, they, they definitely know it's coming. Yeah. Uh, and and we've been doing our best to soften the blow for them. Mm. But uh, let's, let's go through the numbers, right? So imagine I own a rental property already. It's not that hard to imagine because I do. Uh, and I, I get $700 a week and I always work on 50 weeks. So yeah. Um, Assuming that obviously if, if it's vacant, you don't just have a two week a year, but if it's tenanted for five yeah. years and then it's vacant once over that five years, you know, you can say 50 weeks on average. Um, so I'm getting $700 a week. Uh, that's going to give me income of 35000 Yep. Then I'm going to have a whole lot of standard deductions that's, that are really common to property investors. So you've got rates, you've got insurance, your repairs and maintenance, yep. property management fees, legal fees, accounting fees, mm-hmm. all deductible, and you've got interest by far the biggest cost yeah. for a property investor um, because property investment businesses are debt funded, yeah. Uh, yeah. more so than any other business in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so imagine I've got a uh, $900,000 loan, which yep. you know, if we're working on a million dollars, maybe I've got yeah, 10% average. in, maybe it's worth 1.1, so mm-hmm. I've got a little more. Um, I'm paying 3%, so obviously that might not 
uh, be current moving forward because we're moving into some the people are still rate. on them and that's i think that's yeah. a really important point i'm going to jump in sorry quickly if people might not be feeling the full effect of this yet because they're still on those fixed rates and it's been phased out mm. there will be a double whammy if you are jumping interest cost and yep. this gets completely phased out got to watch it potentially yeah. a, tri- a triple if we're talking interest only periods as well right yeah yeah, correct. And that, that's a actually really perverse outcome where you the cost of running your business mm. uh, increases, but your tax bill increases with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of conversations with our clients have been about charging market rent yeah. and making sure our rent is uh, getting increased. Uh, obviously, it's harder under this government now. You only get a couple, uh, what, you know, once a year, basically, mm. yeah. to raise rents. But market rent's really important. But, yeah. you know, another perverse outcome is if I raise my rent, my tax bill increases yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. So so you can't even, uh, you know, economically the numbers don't really work. So anyway, back to the example. The house always wins. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In this house, in this house is the government. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool, <laughs> and, so. and there's no red on this table. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's only red. Yeah. 900K mortgage. Uh, we've got the list of expenses in there. What comes next? Yeah, right. So we've got all rates, insurance, uh, legal fees, all the common mm-hmm. stuff. And then we've got interest, right? So 35K of rent. 3% on 900 grand is going to be a $27,000 deduction. Yep. So, so you can see that most of the uh, income is reduced mm-hmm. by that deduction. You're left with a net profit of $2,600. Yep. Uh, to be honest, if you're a uh, positively geared investor, uh, you're doing pretty well. Yeah. Uh, in the low interest rate environment, a lot of people were, but we're going back to an environment where probably negative gearing is more common. Yeah. And uh, the rate of return is probably judged more by the capital growth of the property over time. Yeah. Anyway, regardless, $2,600, you got about $850 tax bill. Cool. Totally, totally palatable. Yeah. Absolutely. I was going to use that word exactly. Mm. So, great. That's how it used to work. From uh, 27 March uh, 2021 onwards, and I have to be careful here because it's not all property investors, if you buy an in-situ property, so mm-hmm. that's a property that already exists in the housing stock in New Zealand, yep. you no longer get an interest deduction. At all? At all. If you already owned it, it's getting phased out over time. Mm. So uh, probably, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about Clients, our clients especially, yep. this year we'll be doing we're doing the returns at the moment. Seventy five percent of the deduction um, is allowed for the March twenty three year, so they haven't actually felt it. We're yeah. doing the twenty twenty two years at the moment. Yeah, not a hell of a lot going on. But they're going to start to see it going forward. Mm. But that's if you already own the property. If you buy one after twenty seven March, you have zero interest deductibility. Yeah, right. So um, basically. It's a, probably a podcast for another day, but if you buy new builds, still deductible. Yeah, we've got a two-tier uh, system for mm. property investors, and and um, you know I don't want to get into it, but if you've got an, a tax environment where you're, you're treating two investors that pretty much could have the same situation, maybe the uh, mum and dads they both have a full-time job, they've got yeah. two kids, and they buy one buys a new build asset and one buys an in situ asset, and they totally different tax outcomes. I think there's something going a bit wrong in our tax yeah. system. Yep. Uh, anyway, back to the example. So we use that very same example. We're earning the same rent. Mm. So uh, our, our rent review period has not come up yet. So yep. we haven't been able to do anything. We're still getting 700 bucks a week, 35K. We've still got rates. We've still got insurance. We've still got repairs and maintenance. We've still got our property manager. And we've still got to pay our interest. Yeah. Because the bank's not going to say, hey, don't worry, guys. You can't deduct it. We're not going to charge this it. This one's on us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. I don't think I've ever heard a bank say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've still got those costs. So I'm still paying $27,000 of interest. But here is where it gets pretty hurtful. Right? My tax bill was $850. My tax bill is now going to be $8,900. 
Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> we are talking a significant yeah. out-of-pocket cost mm. for a property investor. So let's think about a property investor situation. You're that mum and dad. You've got a fixed income. Yeah. Uh, your kids still have to have their school fees paid. Uh, you've still got to pay your home mortgage. You've still got to pay all your outgoings, groceries, everything else. And now you've got $8,900 that comes out of your pocket because you provided accommodation for another person. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. At a probably, I might say, at a far cheaper cost than the government provides. Yeah. And there's a, um, uh, I think the real uh, sort of loss there is that, you know, Treating property investors like the big bad wolf is a really easy out, right? You know, um, super easy to blame. You're allowed to hate property investors, but they actually provide a really necessary service in the economy for people who can't buy. Unfortunately, not everyone can buy a house. That sucks, but that's the way it is. There will always be demand for rent. The government aren't doing it. There needs to be uh, the public public developers, you know, public landlords, and it's mostly mum and dads. You know, these yeah. aren't 40, 50, 60, you know, property investment portfolios. It's mum and dad trying to get ahead who've got one, maybe two properties, just trying to set themselves up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And if you extrapolate that over 10 years, that, you know, $8,000, yeah. it ends up being a lot of money. And in that example you've got as well, it's a 3% interest rate, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. So you think about what's going to happen next yep. in terms of how much is actually going to, hit them yep. uh, and talking about that holy trinity before interest deductibility phasing out um, increasing interest rates and those interest only periods the banks are only going to make those harder in the future yep. they're not going to make them easier yep. um, the big question comes Matt what should people be doing yeah yeah look it, it's a difficult run one right so uh, obviously market rent's really important so mm. landlords in New Zealand have traditionally been pretty poor yeah. at um, running their portfolio like a business mm. uh, and, and we're a soft bunch you know we most, by and large, mum and dad investors own the housing stock in New Zealand. Yeah. The property investor bashing is so misguided. Mm. Uh, and so these guys, they care, a lot of them care for their tenants. Uh, maybe the tenants have fixed incomes, they know it. Uh, it's hard. Mm. So first things, obviously, raise your rents. Yep. And I expect rents to skyrocket. Mm. How, they just c- cannot because yeah, a lot of, the economics of it, yeah, a lot of this out of pocket cost when it starts to come through in the next mm. few years, yeah. is really going to make a significant difference to people. Yeah. Uh, so that's the first thing. Uh, there are exemptions or uh, interest deductibility allowances if you do certain things to institute yeah. property. So the whole premise of the rules is to increase housing stock in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're basically favouring uh, new builds, people who are going to convert uh, old properties into new properties. So minor dwellings, um, converting a commercial building into apartments, for example, things like that will increase your interest deductibility. And uh, actually one other sneaky little thing from the government is that if you rent your houses to Kayanga Ora, Mm -hmm. so Housing New Zealand, or uh, a a community housing provider, then you can claim interest. So uh, I think that goes to the core of the problem in New Zealand. Uh, You've the government are paying a huge amount of money to accommodate people nationwide. Mm. Yeah. And you've got this group of people that we've already talked about that yeah. that are providing a lot of this accommodation who are getting hammered. Mm. But hey, property investor, we hate you, but you can uh, provide rent back it. Yeah, rent yeah, back yeah, to yeah, us yeah. and you have your deduction. So I think think you know therein lies a little bit of the thinking of this government. It's not quite right. Yeah. I when I look at this role, I you know, I've, I've been an accountant for a reasonable amount of time. I'm still a young man. Yeah. But um <laughs> Uh, but but when I look at it, I go, actually, this is probably the, the most insane thing I've seen mm. 
over my 16 years of doing this. Yeah. Um, it, it is uneconomic. It is not equitable. It treats two taxpayers in the same situation differently. And what it does is it, deri- it, it drives a bit of division between those people who are landlords and those people who are not. Mm-hmm. And, and it says, hey, landlord, our government doesn't think that you are entitled to interest deduction because they don't value what you're doing. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I think it's pretty wishful thinking, but I really hope that a change of government takes this rule away. That was going to be my question as well. Mm. So when I'm talking to people now, they are going, well, National have said that if they do get elected um, at the end of the next year, yeah. they will un- kind of pack the rules yeah. and the deductibility will come back. Mm. The question is, right, you've got, coming back to it, the phasing out, you've got rising interest rates, um, you've got those interest-only periods, you've got inflationary pressure. There's a lot of costs and people going, should I try and hold on? I mean, being dependent on a a, a government... you know, election outcome yeah. is not a great part of a financial plan. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. You don't write those in your plans, yeah, do you? Yeah. 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 Relying on promises from politicians isn't yeah. exactly a great strategy. I, mean, yeah. I think we can all agree they don't tell the yeah. truth yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, they, they would probably frame it differently. Yeah. But but for those people who are thinking, I'm just going to vote blue and hope for the best, yeah. what would you say to those I, people? I, I'd say probably that's not a good strategy. <laughs> I, I think that, uh, that raising your rents making sure that you manage your debt level. So if you're in a position where you can reduce debt, Mm. so traditionally property investors have used debt as their friend, and that's for a very good reason. It provides leverage. Leverage increases your rate of return exponentially. Mm. Uh, Unfortunately, when the deduction's taken away, uh, whilst debt's still your friend, your rate of return is still uh, increasing from a capital growth perspective. If you are struggling with affordability and you still want to achieve your goals of holding property and having... Uh, the growth over time, then you might have to pay down a bit of that debt. Yeah. 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 Or you can, uh, some other options, interest only. Yeah. And I think that's a really important point for everybody who's heard this and thought, oh, crap, uh, I'm worried about this. What can I do? Have a chat to your broker, your accountant, anybody um, who can offer you advice on this. Because like all of these things, the sooner you start having these discussions and making these adjustments, starting to raise the rent, looking at the structure of the mortgage, how is the property owned? Do you actually have to rent it out to Kanga or just to save a property in the portfolio? The earlier you start having these discussions, the better. You put your head in the sand, you can end up with an eight and a half grand tax bill. That's good night, Irene. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, here at Lighthouse, we do a huge amount of strategy work with mm. clients. You know, we, we don't just go, okay, well, good luck with that. Yep. Have fun. We're thinking about uh, their debt structures. We're thinking about their repayments. Are they raising rents? Is their yep. portfolio optimized from a structure? position mm. have they talked to a financial advisor have they actually got a plan for the next mm. 20 years mm. uh, so now more than ever in this complex environment you know speaking to your broker speaking to your financial advisor speaking to your accountant is really important yeah and if you're our client well pick up the phone yeah awesome okay we'll wrap it up there please make sure to give us a subscribe please make sure to give us a review and we'll catch you next week